Mystic Michaela spiritual family. Welcome to Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela. Today, I am talking with Nancy Anderson, who's a celebrity trainer and nutritionist. And we're talking about how she had an amazing spiritual experience that totally changed the course of her life. And we're going to talk about your experiences that have similarly happened to you. But hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. What's going on? All right. So we have Nancy here today. Yes. And we have her in the green room. Green room. As mm-hmm. we do with all our guests. And apparently she's brought a treadmill. Oh, great. How did wow. you get that in the house? It's, it's, she's very strong. And a lot of, I think they're called kettlebells. Okay. Is that, is that the right term for them? Possibly. Like, that yeah, sounds like right. Yeah, like weights with the, when you hold on. Yeah. Yeah. And she's doing some like bent over row squats. Great. Yeah. I okay. know that move. <laughs> the bent over row squat. <laughs> right. Quadruple. I've, I've done it a few times. Um, actually she wanted me to join her, but I told her I got to do the show. Yeah. Um, I I do want to give a shout out to her and her husband, Max, before we start. Um, when we were just starting out, Mm -hmm. they were a huge sponsor of the the show. Yes. We, you know, basically didn't know what we were doing and I believe they sponsored 10 episodes. Yeah. When we first started, we had to pay for our own episodes and Nancy and Max, oh my gosh. So they, they kept KYI, KYI, KYA going. They might have also supported KYI. I'm not sure. We can, we can ask Nancy in a minute. But, uh, but we really want to thank and I'm really grateful for them. And, you know, yeah. Max called me and I had a whole conversation with him about it in the beginning. Yeah. And, you know, and then he made the offer and I was like, okay. You're like, yeah. Like I'm it like, took yeah. such a weight off our shoulders at yeah. the beginning when we were, right. we had to pay for each individual episode. Right. To, just to keep it going. And we had no yeah. idea what we were doing. So really want to thank them for that. Yes. We are forever grateful to, to Nancy and her husband, Max. But uh, but you you had some backlash from last week's episode, Scott. I've never seen the likes of this. Yeah. I mean, I got some seriously mean DMs. Like Jimmy Kimmel's mean tweets, but you got mean, mean DM. DMs. Yeah. I, you know, the misophonia episode just sent people after you. So I promise this time I'm not going to drink or chew okay. or slur. You learned your anything. lesson. I learned my lesson. Yeah. I mean, I got death threats. Um, oh, my God. Now... Yeah, and I just want to kind of, can I read a few of these to you? I mean, I mean I'm going to go through them. Okay. It's really easy for me because I only, I only get like four a week. Okay. So, so yeah, me, so you're reading the mean DMs. Yeah, these are, these are DMs. I haven't even looked at them yet. But oh, wow. From the misophonia episode last week. Yeah, yeah. they're in my other box. And all right. Well, here's the first one. Okay. Let me open this one. Boop. <laughs> <laughs> Your DM box in Instagram makes a sound mine doesn't make. Yeah, I, I have a setting. Okay. Hey, Scott. You suck. Oh you ruined KYA. Hope you have to spend your weekend being with Tyler Cameron, jerk. Ouch. Ooh. That's a harsh one. That is. Man, I felt I felt their rage. Yeah. Like Tyler Cameron. I got to hang out with Tyler and yeah. Matt. I got to take my shirt off. Oh, my gosh. And those guys are like. Short shorts, hold puppies. Yeah. And they're really buff. And I got to get into like a big wrestling pile with them. Bitcoin. There's a lot going on there. Yeah. That, that's yeah. not nice. Mm. Okay. All right, well, what's the well, next well, one? Thank you for that, I guess. I mean, are you okay? I mean, can, can you uh, read right. another one? Uh, all right, I, I can handle okay, it. Okay, okay. I mean, only if you can handle it. All right, go ahead. All right, this is a second DM I got. Stop freaking chewing and slurping. Mm. Even Petro Hanchar hates you. Wow. Whoa. Wow. That's Even a low blow. Petro Hanchar hates me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. That one, that's that, a, that that's hurts a low, that, 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 yeah, yeah, I, I can tell you're affected by that one. You know, I, feel wow. like, I, I feel like I even hate myself here. Oof. Okay. okay. All right. Hold Maybe, oh, ooh, are you ooh. sure you're okay to read no, this? Yeah, I'm okay. okay. But this okay. one, actually, this one has a, a check mark next to it. 
It's a, a verified account? A verified account. I never, other than you, I never get verified <laughs> accounts. Oh my gosh. Uh, sometimes Christina Shulman will, but other okay. than that, from okay. Badger, she's amazing. Uh, I never get verified accounts. So let me see what, oh. Okay, it's a verified account from a member of Van, Vanderpump Rules. Oh no. It's an eggplant pick. Oh no. Yeah, yeah. eggplant pick. Oh. They, they heard from the last time. Okay, okay. I don't know. That could be positive. Maybe yeah. that's not a there, mean There was no hate DM. with it. It just... Just it is what it is. It was a picture. Okay. And it was like, it was that, and then there was a couple like drinks next to it. And, okay. And a bowl of pretzels. It's just chilling. Yeah. All right. So like, they combined that. All right. Wow. Let's move on to the next one. Okay. All right. And this is the last, oh, this is my last DM, thank God. Okay. Oof. Okay. Why do you even exist? Whoa. I'd rather listen to an auto-tuned queef played on a continuous loop than listen to another episode of you on KYA. That is like creative. Really creative. You know, sometimes people even say that about our Andragrati's music. Okay. So So let's wow. Let's move on from these, you know. And I'm out of DMs anyway. That's yeah. all I get. That's I, all I get. I only how, get four. How do I segue into anything after that? You can't. Mm. Yeah. So what are we talking about today? <laughs> well, let's do this unnatural segue. Here we go. Yeah. So I am going to be talking to Nancy about um, and like an amazing out of body experience she had that totally changed the path of her career. And I wanted to talk about. Um, what that might look like in general when your angels talk to you and even sometimes on the loved ones on the other side and just a quick little run through. And I, I've gone through these in the past. I've gone through kind of like how spirit talks to you. And one of the things I've noticed is they tend to get you when you're low, okay? They tend to get you kind of when you're um, on the down and outs. And I feel like that's because you're vulnerable at, at those times. And it's kind of like when life sucker punches you, <laughs> Like enough, you are willing to open your eyes and I guess take more truth than you would when you're in the the high times. So it's low times that usually your angels and your, your loved ones on the other side can come through and give you some life path messages. And they're usually just about sticking to your soul contract, but it's really important And I just want to touch on this before I get into different types of angel signs. There's something called spiritual obsession. And it simply means that the answers are in you. I really try to hit this home on the podcast. All the answers, they're in you. And anything that you hear has to resonate and reverberate in your own self. So constantly seeking external validation or external experiences or external anything to feed what you need to do next. So for example, like looking for signs, I'm not saying that we make huge life decisions based on the signs that we find. We make huge life decisions because we feel something in us and the signs reinforce it or make us trust ourselves better. So it's never going to be something that you find outside of yourself. It's something that just rings more true in yourself. And when, so when I talk about signs and I talk about spiritual obsession, it means like, please trust yourself first. Always not what I'm saying, not what other people say, not the things you, does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Thank you, Scott. (laughs) I need you to like, so I'm not talking to myself. No, no, it makes complete sense. Yeah. All right. So the first thing is Dreaming of angels or dreaming of your spirit guides. I know, Scott, when I started on my spiritual journey, I was waking up all the time like, oh my God, like I had this experience, I had that experience, this was crazy, I heard voices, people, like I was being touched in the middle of the night. And yet, even if that's not happening to you, it's okay because like you don't remember your dreams, you always say. Only the one with Michael Strahan. I know, that was the, that was the last one. Maybe he's yep. your guardian angel. He could be. But 
you know, your soul is more awakened when you're dreaming. So it's easier for spirit to kind of come in and get you in your subconscious and get you when you're on an astral plane or when you're kind of feeling out of body or whatever. So if you don't, if you don't like remember your dreams, it's a good idea to ask your angels before you go to sleep, like, please help me remember, keep a journal next to your bed and, and really try to, um, take these experiences and, I don't know, like sometimes they can be very stressful in your dream state or in your sleep state or you have disturbed sleep when you're going through something and it's because your angels really do work a lot with you in your dreams or in that state. So you can ask them to help you remember them. Another thing is orbs. Okay, angel orbs. You can see these in pictures now. Listen, there's always, I think, on the Mystic Michaela Spiritual Family page, a lot of us like to post our orb photos. And some of them, it's like, okay, that's something. And then some of them, it's obvious. It's like, okay, that's just a glare from the sun or, yeah. or whatever. But orb, orbs and photos, or actually seeing orbs yourself, those are a sign of angel presence. Well, there was actually one weird one with the orbs. You did a, um, a party for a group of ladies. <gasps> yes, I forgot about yeah, this. Yeah, I can't remember it was five or six women, and mm-hmm. it, was, it was a lot of mediumship going on yes. and everything. And at the end, uh, we took a group photo. Yes. And there was an orb under each person. Okay, so... That you read red. Yes, because what happened was every person at the party had lost somebody. Right. And one person lost two people. And I believe, I could be wrong, but I, I'm, I, that's what I remember. I think there was like six total... Yeah people who crossed over that came through in readings. And then at the end, when we took that shot and you took a bunch of pictures, same lighting, same position, same time. And only one of them had six orbs in the photo one. And even one of the ladies said like, Oh my gosh, that's one for each of the people that came through. Yeah. So that was really special. So, you know, I think again, using your logical mind with your spiritual open-minded sense and your soul, it's important for these things. So, you know, it's real and it's not just something you're, um, you know, making up to, you know, make yourself feel better or whatever. Cause that's important. But yeah, orbs, another thing. And, and sometimes I hesitate saying this stuff because it, one, it sounds crazy. And two, it could be also a sign of an underlying medical condition, <laughs> but seeing, I see sparkles and orbs. Sometimes I'll see, um, mo- like I'll see them at certain times in my life. And, um, I call it my spirit sparkles. And when it happens, I know that I'm supposed to be paying attention or I'm receiving a message or they're just saying, we're with you right now. Now, if that's happening to you a lot, it could be signs of all sorts of things. So so you obviously always have to take in consideration like medical advice and speak to your doctors and stuff like that. But it is also a thing that I personally experience. And I know other other people do too. You can kind of see them um, in in, uh, like light in your eyes. I call it my spirit sparkles. They look like sparkles. Okay, feathers. They, they do have yeah. ophthalmologists. I know, no, I know. And that's the thing. No, it's true. <laughs> no, you're right. Like, that's true. And I don't want people like, oh my gosh, you know, and it could be like an eye issue you have or something yeah. or something neurological going on. So you always have to take these things with a grain of salt and, and you know, yeah. the whole context. That's why I always hesitate because I don't want anybody hurting themselves or ignoring something. Um, but yeah, but that's a thing. Yeah. White feathers. Now, you can't like go visit a bunch of chickens at the petting zoo and being like, oh my God, spirit angels everywhere. <laughs> that's so funny. Um, or, you know, spirit messages, but white feathers out of context. That's a big, that's a big angel message. Um, it's just trying to say, I'm here, I'm with you. The trick is try to find that unexpected one and just have an open mind to, okay, pot, you know, what's next? And that's another thing. When I get an angel symbol, I always say, like, okay, give me another one, give me a follow up sign, or let me have another one to let me know. And they, and 
I will tell you, when angels want to talk to you, they are pushy. They are pushy. But you have to be open-minded and you have to believe it. And then it gets stronger too. Um, okay, sweet scents. Floral smells, uh, you know, cinnamon smells, food sometimes. I mean, this could be also, because I get this with, um, there's something, it's like, it's called psychic smelling. There's like a, a more fancy word for it. But this is a skill a lot of you have and you don't know it, where you can smell things that aren't existing and that can be a sign from a loved one on the other side. But sometimes if it's floral or sweet, it can be your angels. So there is a psychic smelling um, thing that can happen when your angels are near or loved ones on the other side. Like if you smell cigars or something grandpa liked coffee, you know, things like that and you smell it. Okay. Uh, babies, babies and pets, they can see things you don't see and you notice them kind of looking out, looking um, into, you know, you know, your pets, you know, your, your kids, if they're seeing things you're not seeing, you know, just assume somebody's there and then ask her a follow-up sign. Angel clouds. I think we've all seen um, shapes in the clouds, especially at pivotal times in our lives. Maybe it means something. It's just another way you can get called. Nature's a wonderful sign. Angel numbers. You know, you might see 1111 on the clock, then on a street sign, then on your receipt. Then it's like, if it's following you, it means something. And currently I'm I'm channeling a book about angel numbers right now. And it's been absolutely ridiculous. Like the synchronicities and the stuff I'm getting. It, I mean, they love writing in numbers. It's a universal language. It's a high vibration frequency that they can tap into with um, numeric codes. Temperature changes, um, warm, cold, all of a sudden, no reason for it. Voices. Okay. And we're going to talk about this with Nancy. But I've heard voices. You know, it's, again... You know, it can also be a sign of other things. Sometimes I'll also hear like a high-pitched ringing noise in my ear, and I know it has to do with my angels are telling me to pay attention. This is just because over many years and a lot of ruling out with other causes it could be, I know that it's my angels talking to me, but it's like a high-pitched, high-frequency sound. You know, when they try to talk to you, sometimes they can't because they're such high vibrational beings. It's hard for them to connect in a regular way. So it's just something to make note of. Um, And again, if you don't understand them, you're like, hey, guys, what are you trying to say to me? Wait for it. Wait for more messages. They will clarify themselves. Physical sensations, tingling on the crown of your head, going down. There's spirit tingles, I call them. They start at the crown of your head and they spread through you. That is a sign that your angels are near. You're downloading information or something is resonated big time with you. Music, they will talk to you in lyrics. They will speak to you in selections loved ones on the other side will do this too and coins finally coins um loved ones on the other side my grandpa talks to me with coins but there are angels messages with coins count the coins when you get them maybe you see a dime and a penny oh 11 cents 11 again there it is again you know just different ways they try to get your attention and oh and animals you know we all you can ask too like i'd like to see a snake, or I'd like to see, for me, it's a hummingbird. Whatever your spirit symbol is in terms of animals, let them send it to you and believe it when you see it. Well, you know, a lot as you were going through these, a lot of these have happened to me. Yes. Uh, just the other day, I lit a cinnamon candle. Oh, my gosh. And, and you I, smelled cinnamon. I smelled cinnamon. Wow. Um, <laughs> you know, feathers. I, I do see them all the time. Yeah. Actually, once I had one, I found one. It was signed even. Clarence. Assigned. It was signed by Clarence. By Clarence. Yeah. Wow. Um, tingling. <laughs> yeah. The other day I tried this new shampoo. Yep. My, head, my head was like the eucalyptus. Tingling. tingling yeah. yeah. 
But um, all right. So, I mean, that, that's amazing. You know what? I'm going to tell you what. Yeah. I think I actually do have a story. Let's, we, let's go through two ads. Okay. And then let's come back. I'm going to tell a story where maybe my angels were, my guardians or were speaking to me, and we'll get some of the MMSF members' stories too. Let's do that. Hey, Scotty, you've been looking real dapper lately. True, true. I, I got my Stitch Fix. You got your Stitch Fix. You know, Stitch Fix works for women, men, and kids. And we got you a Stitch. And let me tell you, you've been looking real fancy. It's been looking good. I'm in love with my stylist. Yes. Yep. Uh, he's very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a guy. Yeah. I, yeah. It is. You can yeah. pick your stylist. You can switch up your stylist. You talk to your stylist. I do. You messaged him. You said exactly what you wanted. Sure do. Yeah. We, we have plans to go to a Jimmy Buffett concert. Oh, I yeah. had no idea. Yeah. You're very but close the, with the him. Clo- <laughs> we are, we've become very close over, <laughs> over, this, over the fixes because, you know, they send them to you. They do. When you want to. When yeah. you want them. Yeah. You can stop and them at any time. I have been ordering more because yeah. I want to talk to him. I know. Okay. Well, anyways, shopping for new clothes can be needlessly stressful, especially if you're an empath like me and you really don't like going out and figuring out what's looking good on you these days. So why not let Stitch Fix make it easy by doing the work for you so you can spend time doing the things you love instead. Plus, it's a wonderful surprise. And let me tell you, they have helped me redefine my Zoom casual look. I always have a cute blouse on when I'm doing my Mystic Michaela discussions or meetings or um, readings or things like that. You know, Stitch Fix offers clothing hand-selected by expert stylists for your unique size, style, and budget. It's a completely different and fun way to find clothes that you will love to wear. Like, seriously, I am very picky about jeans. Every, Every pair of jeans, and you'd think this is like, not going to work. It works. They ask you a lot of questions about your jeans and then they listen and they get it right. And every single pair of jeans and jean shorts I've gotten and leggings have worked on me. Um, every piece is chosen for your fit. That's why. And your life. And it's the easy solution to finding what makes you look good and feel your best. Try on pieces at home before you buy. And you know what? You keep what you love and you return what you don't. Stitch Fix has free shipping, easy, like easy peasy returns and exchanges and a prepaid return envelope is included. There is no subscription required. Try Stitch Fix once, or you can set up automatic deliveries. You'll pay just a $20 styling fee for each box, which gets credited towards any pieces that you keep. And there are no hidden fees ever. Stitch Fix has styles and clothing to fit any occasion. You can say, I have an interview or I want to have a new workout look or like whatever for women, men, or kids and kids. They ship all over the U.S. and it's available in the UK as well. So, hey, great deal here. Get started at stitchfix.com slash KYA and you'll get 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. That's stitchfix.com slash KYA for 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. Stitchfix.com slash KYA. Thank you so much for using our code KYA. Oof, you know, I got to tell you, function of beauty, I mean... I can't even go through, if I had to rank my favorite scents, because I tried a new scent and it's rose. So I, my overall favorite was lavender. Then it was eucalyptus, but now it's rose and then eucalyptus. I've tried peach, um, which is your favorite. They've all been amazing to me. I love the apricot gin blossoms. Okay. That doesn't exist. Sure. Yeah. Maybe that's a 90s scent that they had from the 90s. Okay. These are just some of the amazing scents. Uh, except what Scott just said, available with functions of beauty's customized shampoo and conditioner. Your perfect hair is voluminous, full, and shiny. And now it can smell good too. 
because function of beauty is custom hair makes sure you don't neglect the most powerful of your body's senses. Uh, Function of Beauty is a world leader in fully customized hair care. They create your unique formula based on a short but thorough quiz to give your hair everything it needs to look and feel its best. Hey, every product is sulfate and paraben-free, vegan, cruelty-free, and there are over 60,000 real five-star customer reviews. And Function of Beauty fans are absolutely wild about the fragrances. I am. I am so wild about them. And for good reason. Your hair has never smelled so amazing. Try tropical mango, sweet peach, crisp pear, or subtler scents such as lavender, rose, and eucalyptus. I've tried all those. They're amazing. If fragrance is not for you, that's okay. You can get unscented as well. Um, You know what I love to do? I love to take the children (laughs) and I love to just lather their hair up with the shampoo and comb it through with the conditioner. And then they have these wonderful hair masks you can get too. And I love to let their hair sit in that. And then they have serum. So I put that in too. And oh my gosh, the kids smell so good. (laughs) can't even tell you. I don't know. Maybe that's a mom thing. I just love it. And they let me do it. And they just, they, it's like, I call it uh, mommy spa. That's what I do. So turn your beauty routine into an aromatherapy session, a tropical getaway even. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash KYA to take your quiz and save, oh my gosh, 20% on your first order. That applies to their full range of customized hair, skin, and body products. That's functionofbeauty.com slash KYA to let them know you heard about it here and to get 20% off your order. I'll tell you the rose. I just tried it. Rose scent. So good. Functionofbeauty.com slash K-Y-A. All right. So we're, Nancy's, nope, she's not ready yet. Mm-hmm. Um, she is now currently doing a burpee slash, I think you call it a lunge, uh, mountain climber all while on the treadmill. Wow. Yeah. And <laughs> she said she could teach me that. Hmm. So I'm okay. interested. Oh. Oh, I just got another DM. Oh, no, no. Scott, you don't have to keep reading these. I know. I mean, I never get DMs. I I get like five a week. You know, now I got six a week. You're getting canceled. Your angels will never come visit you. Wow. Try doing a 10-minute meditation underwater. Ouch. (laughs) Do you want me to drown? (laughs) That's harsh, man. That's bad. You triggered them with your chewing. I sure did. All right. All right. Well, anyways, um, you actually do have a really crazy life-changing story that happened to you with interference from the other side. Please tell. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't usually think about these st- things. Like I was making a joke earlier that you know, know Clarence from It's a Wonderful Life came and gave me his feather. But right, I mean that did happen. But um, <laughs> you know, I, I guess I can think of a time, and you Serious kind of jog my memory. You'll have to jog yeah. my memory a little. Yes, bit. Yes, I'll help um, you. I was actually a, you know, I was working at Domino's and I finally quit. <laughs> right best years that I had other than these. And um, I went and lived back home. So, you know, I had been used to being on my own. I went away to college and yeah. grad school and I lived on my own for a long time and I had to yeah. go back home. You're like 25. 25. Yeah. Uh, and then I got a, I got a job teaching mm-hmm. in a inner city school. Mm-hmm. You uh, liked it. And I liked it. Yeah, yeah. It was really good. And I did that for a year uh, or most of that year. And then the next year. Um, you got like laid off. I got laid off. Yeah. You know, like like two months into the year or about a month into the school year, I got laid off and I was unemployed for a while. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you know, times were a little bit tough well, then. Let, I have to kind of um, yeah, you can uh, fill ahead. people in on go, what depressed Scotty looks like. Depressed Scotty <laughs> doesn't speak. And we were long distance. So I was in Buffalo and you moved back home to Long Island to move in with your parents. So you were like depressed about that and then you didn't have a job. 
and then there were no prospects for you and you were home every day. Hey, 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 I was bagging leaves for a dollar a bag. Okay, your parents gave you chores like you were 12. But they paid me. They did. Yeah. They, they did. They also had like, I didn't have a credit card. I had an index card. Oh my gosh. You need to explain that. Yeah. So most people, you know, like put things on a credit card. I didn't have one. My parents made me an index card. Yeah. And like, you know, because I had like really no money. They wrote every, like I wrote it. They trusted me. Uh, I'm not going to give away a couple secrets here. But like if I wanted to go get like a, like a slice of pizza, literally yes, I wanted to go I get the card. a slice of pizza because that's what you do in Long Island. You get pizza, you get, you get a pie. Uh, they'd put it on the card. Like they'd give you your $3 to yeah. go get your slice and then yeah. you'd have to put that in the card. Like yeah. pizza, this yeah. date, $3. Yeah. And like your index card was long. Or yeah. they, but they were paying bigger things too, like your car payment and stuff like that. Yeah. And and they were expecting you to pay them back once you got work again. Right. So I had this like card littered with like things, like little charges and yeah. stuff. Yeah. And, and by the way, like, because we got off a, a few days ago talking about your big stock market wins. This is when, like, remember? Because yes. <laughs> we were talking about, like, when I met you, you had all this stock market money. And then, like, we told that story. I forget what episode that was. It yeah. was a few, and then, but it was all gone now. Right. So you were in bad, bad spot in your, in your life. Right. You were like 25. And so I would call because we were long distance. There were no cell phones back then. This is, we're aging ourselves. So I had to call your house phone and I couldn't call before 9 p.m. Because at 9 p.m. it was like lights out at your house. You were under rules like because <laughs> you were living at home. <laughs> so I'd call and I'd be like, hi, is this Megan? Is Scott available? And then like you would just, you, it's not that you didn't want to talk to me. It's just you didn't want to talk. So yeah. like you would put the phone by your ear, but no, you wouldn't talk because you were sad. And then I think your family felt bad for me. So like I'd talk to your sister and I'd talk to your dad. I'd talk to your mom. Like they'd pass the phone around the house. Then it'd come back to you and it was just like silence. So you were in a really bad spot in, yeah. is my point. And right. it was sad. I felt, everybody felt bad for you. So in, you know, so then I decided, you know, so one day my parents were going to visit my grandparents who had passed, mm-hmm. uh, Grandma June and Papa Irving, and, and at their, uh, you know, at the, uh, at the cemetery. cemetery. I can't even talk about it. Uh, they're going to come through. That's the problem. I know. With the, your grandpa's this, coming. with this bit. I know. Um, I'm getting all sweaty. And, you know, I had to be in bad shape because they're buried in the, in the cemetery on Staten Island. So mm-hmm. if you go to Staten Island, you know, that's... If you live down there, that's that's just bad. Going to Staten Island, just bad. You just lost so many Staten I, Island I did. people. We did. You know, you've, people seen the movie King of Staten Island, right? Um, <laughs> it's just like that. Um, it's, <laughs> anyway. So, anyways, but so, I went, we went to the right. uh, so I went to the cemetery, and you know, after everyone left and they everyone back to the car, I went back to the the grave site, and you know, I you know, usually I don't do these kind of things. I you know, I said I said a few words, whatever. Blah 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 blah. He did like a little prayer, whatever mm-hmm. you call it. And uh, you know they they were Orthodox Jews, my mm-hmm. my grandparents. So you know you, you're supposed to put like a stone on their, at the you know on their headstone on their headstone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's God, okay when these things happen. Aww. And um, so I put I did that and yeah. and then you know I I left. Um, not, you know not thinking of anything of it, whatever. Yeah, it was so, a low time for you, and and yeah. you did that right. So then it was weird, like a day or two later. I remember I was at my cousin Lenny's house. Mm. Who I, cousin Lenny, I love cousin Lenny. Yes. Um, I don't know if he listens to the podcast or not, but if you do, <laughs> cousin Lenny, you know I love you. Um, and I, my mom called and she said, you know, some rabbi from a, a school <laughs> crazy. left these messages for you. And I'm like, uh, okay. I, all right. Like, I, I don't know. I don't yeah. know anything about it. Um, and, you know, I think they, I might have even called two times before I called them back. Right. Wow. And uh, she said, well, call them back already. What are you, what are you, what are you yeah. doing? Just call them back. See, what do you want? Right. And I'm like, all right. So I called them back 
Um, and he was like a head of a school, you know, mm-hmm. a religious school. Mm-hmm. Um, and they needed a position for a social studies teacher uh, to teach uh, world history yeah. and, um, and European history. And it was like an, an, a Jewish school. It was like, a Jewish it was school, a, yeah. It was a private... Like private. Wasn't it, was it Orthodox? Is that was what it, you call it? What do you I, call it? I would it? call it like... Um, like modern Orthodox. Okay. Like they were as, yeah. Like, yeah. Grand, grandparents would have approved. Yeah. I would have said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they would approve. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah, they would approve. Yeah. But, um, so I'm, I'm like, all right. So I called the guy back and he, wow. he was like, why don't you, you know, come in for an interview? And I'm like, okay. And to this day, I do not know how, I never applied. That's crazy. To that that job. Came, I just got chills. Yeah. I never applied. I never sent in a resume. Yeah. I never gave anyone my phone number. So I have no idea how that guy found me. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I, I love them too. That was, you know, I, and I worked at a few schools, but I, I, they have a special place in my heart. That, yeah. that was my favorite place that I worked. They were good to you. Yeah. It was family. I, yeah. Yeah. I worked there for about four or five years. Yeah. And I'd have to say that was my favorite place that I worked. And you could go back today and they'd be like, please come back. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like 100%. If, if I was going to go back to teaching, that's where I would want to yeah, go. Yeah. Yeah. Like 100%. Yeah. I mean, I was like, the, they made me the head hockey coach of their, yes. of their floor hockey team. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it was huge. That was big back then. It was that, big. That, yeah. Jewish floor hockey, huge. <laughs> that's as big as like... You know, ice hockey in Canada. Yeah, okay. they were serious they about were it. They were serious about it. Oh my gosh! But uh, so that, that that's that would be mine. I would say that that's definitely a life changing moment yeah. because spirit interfered. Your grandparents yeah. definitely, I would say, were the causes of that one. I yeah. mean, it's just too perfect. No, it is. And <laughs> my my grandfather comes through very strongly. I have mm. a coin. I've said this on the podcast before. I keep yeah. going. Well, I cannot touch it. Yeah. If I touch the coin. It'll come right through me and I'll start to feel real sick. Some people can channel through metal. Yeah. Metal can hold a lot of energy and some people are more sensitive to it. Yeah. And he was a red, red, blue. Mm-hmm. And, and even, even red blues come through very strong. You yes. Know, I've, I've, uh, you know, sometimes people will write to me and, you know, they've lost someone. And if it's a red blue that they have lost, sometimes, oh you know, somehow I have to give them a, a slot. I, I, know. I, I don't want, you know, I don't want to. Say this. No, the to, dead people real, bother but they you. Really, will bother me. They do until I do something. I know, and I don't even know why. And but I have to do it. I mean, it's just I have to. Otherwise, I, I can't get over the feeling. Yeah, I know. So, uh, but anyway, let's read a couple from the Mystic McCallum yeah, spiritual family. So, thank you for sharing that, Scott. That's yeah. a really beautiful story, and I love that. Um, I just remember that from my own perspective and being like, "Oh my gosh, thank God he got a job," and being so thankful because. Yeah. That turned you around. Like you became a different, happy, the, the authentic version of yourself. Yeah. And again. I think he's, now my grandfather, when I knew I was done with teaching, I think mm-hmm. he's helped me oh, yeah. move on to this. A hundred percent. Awesome. All right. Cool. You, you go first. All right. So we asked the Mystic Michaela Spiritual Family uh, Facebook group to give us their experiences that were spiritual and then changed the course of their lives. And we got so many like just really cool stories. You got to read through them. They're very inspiring. Um, this one's from Kara, Kara V. She said, yes, we recently had an opportunity to move and I struggled with the decision. The house number of the potential new house was 777. So I, of course, consulted your angel numbers and 777 means release fear and embrace the future. This helped me so much because I was fearing making such a big change. I took this as a this as a sign. And we decided to move. A few weeks later, my best friend called me to tell me that she felt I was meant to be in my new house because of the address. This call was totally out of the blue and unprompted. And it felt like a validation for me. I love this because one, 
she was already struggling with the decision, do I or don't I? So it was already something that was happening. Two, you know, she saw the numbers that resonated within her. And then three, her angels followed up through, and this is what angels do, another person who gave her another message of, yep, you made the right choice. In case you didn't know already, we're here and we support you. And I love that. That's All right, go ahead. Give, give us yours. All right, I got one from Janet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like this one because it involved you. Oh. So I had just finished 10 months of therapy after suffering, suffering from PPD. Mm. Then one day I was sick at home and finding something to binge on Netflix, and my kitchen lights flickered, but nothing went off. Then about 15, mi- fin- uh, 15 minutes later, my daughter's Jesus Loves Me book goes off from her shelf. Whoa. Oh. It played all the way through. Then it did it again. A book? I guess. Yeah, it was maybe, like an audio book? Maybe it must have been an audio book, okay. yeah. You have to open... Oh, here's it. Oh, okay. You have to open this book to get it to play. To oh, play. it's like an animatronic thing. Okay. Yeah. I was into Velvet's Edge podcast then. Oh. And you came on. Oh, yeah. you, Miss Michaela. Like a week after that. Then you opened all the doors. Oh. I've gotten my Reiki certificate, and I'm getting my Reiki too soon. <gasps> I love that. Yeah. That makes me so happy. I had PPD too. Yeah. And she's doing it with someone she met on the page. Oh, I love when you guys make connections yeah, that's and be cool. best friends. That's my favorite. No, like I, um, yeah, and I talked about that in the Kids Aura episode. I think when you have a baby, when you adopt or foster even, I believe, or when you have one, obviously, um, through your own body, uh, what is that, you shift, you change, you change. And you can get a lot more open in different ways because I feel like when you connect with a little human, you get good at connecting with lots of humans. So that's that's so cool. And and I love I love that po- this podcast and this community because it does allow people to see things differently. Um, and that's all I want to do. I want to, you know, plant whatever seed it is, but that's your seed. You grow it. You know what I mean? And that's, that's your awakening. That's your knowledge. Okay. I got one from Lauren Kay. When I was in college, I visited Boston and went to the Museum of Art there. They had a room that was full of these huge Buddha statues. I'm talking like three lines up on each side and one down that hallway room in the center. I remember everything taking a pause and just knowing that this was a big, loud sign to me that I needed to learn more about Buddhism. I had previously been pushed into being a Catholic by my mom and knew that wasn't for me, but I needed some sort of spirituality in my life. That moment really shifted things for me and it's something I will never forget and something that I will always be grateful for and strive toward. I love that. I love that. You know, it's just, when you know, you know, it's kind of just like the, the world stops. It's like, oof, all right, that means something. And she paid attention to it. That's cool. All right. Well, I think Nancy is just about ready. We yes. have a couple more ads. Oh, wait. I got one more. Oh, no. DM Another mean DM? Yeah. What do you right. got? Am I going to open it? Oh, geez. All right. Oh, here we go. You're not so bad. Oh. If you let me pour MIR on you, oh, no. I will keep listening and you will be forgiven. I think you should take them up on that. So honestly. all I need is a little dog, dog urine. urine. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, Star uh, Seeds episode if you another, don't understand any of that. Another eggplant from that VP uh, Vanderpump Rules guy. Okay. All right. Okay. I can tell. That's not so bad. That's not those, so bad. Those were okay. Not so bad. That's, those were, those not, aren't too bad. Yeah. Okay. Okay. New sponsor. I'm so into this. I've been using it and the difference I've been feeling has been phenomenal. I want to share it with you. You know, you don't have to scroll very far down your newsfeed to find a story about the restorative effects of collagen. I've been hearing it from all my friends 
all over the place. It's all the rage, but it's way more than just hype. Get the very best collagen on the market from Ancient Nutrition. Listen, Ancient Nutrition has one goal, to transform the health of every individual on the planet with history's most powerful superfoods. Whether you want to improve your body, sharpen your mind, or just feel like your best self, Ancient Nutrition makes supplements that get real results that you can see and feel. All Ancient Nutrition products are made from the highest quality ingredients and are rigorously and repeatedly tested for purity. Their best-selling multi-collagen protein powder includes five types of collagen. It is the first and only collagen on the market with clinically studied ingredients proven to help reduce joint discomfort as early as day one, improve fine lines and wrinkles just after four weeks, and transform your overall skin tone after eight weeks. It's unflavored and dissolves in any liquid. So put a scoop in your morning coffee like I do, your smoothie, or even baked goods. You can't even tell it's in there. You just drink it and go. Proven formulas for real impact. That's what Ancient Nutrition is all about. I've been using it. It's wonderful, and I'm all about making my skin look better, let me tell you. So right now, Ancient Nutrition is offering 20% off your first order when you go to ancientnutrition.com right now and enter promo code KYA at checkout. That's ancientnutrition.com. Enter promo code KYA for 20% off your first order. Ancientnutrition.com. Enter promo code KYA at checkout. Oh gosh, I love She's Birdie. I gifted one to my 12-year-old daughter when she goes on her bike rides around the neighborhood. I have a lot more confidence and peace of mind now that she has a personal safety alarm. You know, before you leave the house, you do your checklist for your phone, your keys, your wallet, and it's time to add just one more thing before you walk out the door. Birdie is the newest essential addition to your routine. Birdie is a personal safety alarm designed to be easy to carry and simple to use. When you activate your Birdie with a quick pull, the alarm will emit a loud, and man, it is ear-piercingly loud, a 130 decibel siren and flashing strobe light to help you deter an attack. Unlike pepper spray or other deterrents, Birdie is no danger to you. Feel confident to use it without the worry. Birdie goes wherever you go. The alarm comes in multiple cute colors. I got mine in indigo, my aura color. I gave Brie, my daughter, in red for her aura color and has a brass keychain. So you can attach it to your keys or bag. Over 300,000 birdie alarms have been sold and they have thousands of five-star reviews. Join the flock today for a safer tomorrow. Right now, She's Birdie is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase when you go to she'sbirdie.com slash KYA. Such a good gift for your girls, your sisters, your friends, whatever. Go to She's Birdie, spelled S-H-E-S-B-I-R-D-I-E dot com slash K-Y-A for 15% off your first purchase. That's she'sbirdie.com slash K-Y-A. Right now, so excited to introduce Nancy Anderson of Nancy Anderson Fit, um, celebrity trainer and nutritionist and just an overall cool human being. Let's talk to her. Okay, everybody. I am here with... Nancy Anderson. She's a celebrity trainer, nutritionist. She's has her master's in kines. How do you say that, Nancy? Kinesiology. Thank you. Kinesiology. And she's a pre and postnatal expert. She's got like over a decade, almost two, although she doesn't look like it, of experience working in nutrition and fitness. She's also a yellow and purple aura and she believes in aliens. Hey, Nancy. Oh, hey. <laughs> You're Let's our just people. Dive straight in. <laughs> yeah, yes. Right. 
Thank you so much for having me. It is an honor, honestly. I'm so glad you're here because um, let's just, yeah, let's just get into it. So it's cool because you like understand the aura stuff, you know. So yeah. when I look at you, I see such this like explosion of purple. But then I see you like your yellow comes kind of in like with, I don't know, like if it was a person it would have like, like brooms and like clipboards and to-do lists. So I feel yeah. like you push from the heart and then you structure it as you go. Does that make sense? Oh my God. That is, <laughs> yeah, that pretty much sums it up right there. Honestly. How do you, it okay, is so, like, yeah, it's an explosion of like intuition and creativity. And then my yellow, comes in is like, let's just clean this shit up, you guys, because this is just, it's not going to work. It's like all over the place. Let's put some shelving in. That's so funny. Buy all this stuff, you know? Yeah. Tell us what you do. Like, what do you, what is it that you do in like a nutshell? So, I mean, I'm an, I'm an entrepreneur, but I'm a trainer and nutritionist by trade. I specialize with like pre-pregnancy, during pregnancy and post-pregnancy, but I do have clients of all genders and ages and phases of life. Um, I feel like I was really called to like the pregnancy area of yeah. a woman's life. So that's the, the demographic I focus with. Um, so I own a few different fitness apps, Tread Thrill, Move Your Bump, which is pregnancy and post-pregnancy fitness. And then I also have a platform called the birth recovery center, which like my postpartum ab rehab course lives on and I have nutrition programs and we're expanding the birth recovery center into being a virtual, um, postpartum care, uh, basically like center, but it's just virtual. So you can get access to experts and programs to help you through everything from sleep training to breastfeeding, to parenting, to mental health, core rehab, um, birth prep courses. I mean, you name it. So that's launching in a month, but essentially I'm an entrepreneur and I own a bunch of platforms online. Essentially. That's what I do. Yeah. I, your ad rehab like changed my life. It really did. Oh. No, it did. Because I think like for a lot of people, we get overwhelmed and we're like, what the heck? Do- I don't know what to do. You know, yeah. like, and, and you're really good at baby steps. Like, okay, let's, let's get you in here. And there's something about you, like, even though you deal with like a lot of people at once, I always felt like in your programs, like very seen, like one-on-one or something, because I feel like you're in everybody's head and yeah. yeah and you like baby step it out. So that's how I see your purple and yellow kind of work in with what you do too. How did you, okay. So what got you started? on this journey. Like I saw you tell some story and I want, I want to hear it from you because it like gave me chills because you were, you know, you, you're very uh, vocal with your followers. You're very much like, this is me. This is my life. You're very authentic, hundred percent, all that. And you told this story and you don't usually talk about stuff like that. So I, I think everyone was probably like, Oh, you know, cause you're, yeah. you know, you, you make everything about us, you know? So like when you were talking about yourself, so anyways, yeah. Tell us your story. How'd you get into it? Yeah. So <clears throat> I uh, went to undergrad actually for like textiles, apparel and merchandising because I thought like that's what I, you know, my yellow was like, let's get this shit done. Let's be an interior decorator, a fashion person. Um, But once I got there, I didn't necessarily like love it, but I just thought I had to stay on that path of Mm -hmm. like what I was doing. So I was doing some fitness stuff on the side, just like for fun and money in college. And like, I wanted to lose weight myself because I had gained like the freshman 15 or whatever. But then my second year in college, my father actually ended up passing away and he died via suicide. Mm -hmm. So it kind of sent me on this really dark path where I was like lost and I didn't really know how I was just being purple and destructive, essentially what I was doing. So I was trying to cope utilizing destructive behaviors and unhealthy things that really could have gotten me in a lot of like trouble down the wrong path. Like, you know, all purple people have 
that, you know, oh, yeah. risk, I guess. Hell you know? yeah. We get it. So yeah. then one day, I don't know, just one day I woke up and I was just in a dark place. I was losing a bunch of weight. I was having trouble even eating. I was just mm-hmm. so stressed and I was doing bad things. And I was like, I just need to go for a run, which was weird because like, I didn't really like run so so to speak. Right. And during that run, I had kind of like this release, this emotional release. And I was like, that feels like kind of good to like get those things like out, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was, it was honestly not me. It was something else. And I don't talk about this a lot because it's a, it's a weird space when you're like a kinesiologist, right? Like everything mm-hmm. I do off of science. The nutrition I do is based off of science. The kinesiology protocols, the physical therapy protocols are all based off of science, mm. you know? So then when I come in and I talk about my <laughs> intuition and my spirituality, right. and I talk about I had this life-changing experience where like my higher self was talking to me and then I realized I needed to be on this journey, you know, it just gets a little weird. So I typically don't talk and share much about that. But, you know, I started having these emotional, like spiritual experiences while I was running. But there were always like little dibbles and you know just like a little like word a little like phrase a little aha moment and I always figured it was like endorphins or whatever but I started running longer and longer and longer before you know I was running half marathons and full marathons and then I decided to sign up for like races and I just felt really good when I ran so I just kept running it wasn't about looking a certain way or even being healthy it was purely mental health Mm -hmm. for me you know, just because I was going through a lot with grieving my dad's death. So I signed up for this race and I was running the race and it was like a big deal for me to like actually participate in a race. And as I was crossing the finish line, and even to this day, I still like almost get like choked up over it because it's just, it was so real and so emotional. And those of you that have had experiences like this, you like get it, you know? But I literally had someone whisper in my ear. I don't know if it was a spirit guide. I don't know if it was like my higher self. I don't know if it was like my dad because at that point he had been like, dead for like two years or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it was, but something told me as I was crossing the finish line, like it's like a, it's like emotional talking about it. It's like, I I realized that I had like healed and grieved Wow, a really traumatic thing that happened in my life. And it like clicked and it, it was just like a voice in my head that was like, you must share this with others. Wow. Essentially. Oh my God. And I started like crying and I had my cell phone on me and I remember I was like crying like, mm-hmm. and I called my sister and I was like crying to her and she's like, oh, what happened? Like, did you get injured? Like, did you get lost? Like, yeah. where are you? And I'm like, no, no, no. Like, I have to quit. I have to, I have to do this. And she's like, what are you talking about? And oh I'm like, gosh. dad just told me or someone just told me like in my ear that this is what I have to like do for a living now. Like yeah. I have to quit my job and go back to school. And she was like, okay, let's just, where are you? Let me just, <laughs> let me come get you. Know, you. Are you drunk? On. Yeah. <laughs> but literally that was the, that was a pivotal moment, wow. pivotal moment in my life where I literally, I quit my job. I applied to a master's program. I went back. Yes. It was like nothing. It was so clear that nothing was going to stop me from doing that. I went into a master's program. I quit. I went into fitness full time. I had been dabbling on the side for a few years, just as like a hobby kind of thing. Um, and that was how I got started on my fitness journey. It was literally an out of body spiritual experience. They told me I needed to do it. It resonated so much. I knew I needed to do it. I quit everything. And I went down that path. And now we're 16 years later. So. Yeah. I mean, did people, how, I think this is, there's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> the, first, the first thing is don't, it probably was your dad. Cause you keep bringing up dad. It was dad or somebody or dad or somebody. You keep going back to dad. Do you feel really feel like it was your dad? 
Yeah, I mean, that or there's a spirit guide, Abraham, that was like around for like a long time during that period. And he, I would get like messages from him in my left ear <gasps> only. Oh my God. And it was in my left ear. So part of me thinks it was him. It was him. Because like right after I had been like really tapping into like that side, yeah. like doing stuff. And it was like very clear experiences with him, yeah. Abraham. I don't think he's actually like assigned to me anymore. Like I think something happened where like I transitioned out of time with him. Or yeah, that was your I, segment of time with him or whatever. Right. Yeah, because yeah, I don't really feel that connection anymore. But at that time, if I had to say it was anyone, it would probably was either Abraham because I mm-hmm. feel like he was to like get me on that path at that time or it was probably my dad. That's, a, that's crazy. You know, um, my spirit guide's name is Sean. <laughs> And but I, I, I don't even, even on here, I don't really talk about it a lot because I realize it sounds nuts, you know, and, and it I, sounds nuts, yeah. yeah. And I want people to like embrace spirituality at their own pace or where they're at. And sometimes when you talk about, oh, I hear voices or I see this, it's like, okay, like, don't be worried if you don't, that didn't, didn't happen yet, you know? Cause like, I think what you're saying is you were in a point where one, you were working on it. Two, something absolutely tragic happened to you. So you were bottomed out. Yeah. yeah. And, and and then you were just, I mean, it took like two years and then you're like really like, boom, like an explosion of change. So yes. I, I just think what people, when they're listening to this, it's like, we're not crazy. <laughs> like, and I always say this all the time. Like, if you think it sounds crazy, that means you're not crazy because crazy people don't think that they're crazy. Right. So, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. It's like my, I, I go to act to that a lot. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons I actually don't really talk about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Because I want people to like respect me as the professional I am. Yes. I mean, like I'm established. I, yeah. everything, I don't like do anything woo woo with my clients. It's very science based, yes. you know, but you know, this is my truth and yeah. I'm not crazy. This has been my life. Like I have had a lot of experiences where something very spiritual has happened or, you know, I've seen ghosts that I believe oh God, that we were really that. ghosts, yes. you know, like, and this is my reality. It's mm-hmm. very real to me. I have no mental health issues. I never <laughs> have. Like right. this is, this is my religion. I mean, honestly, you know, and like I would respect someone else's religion, even if I think it's out there. And, you know, there's plenty of things, even in Christianity that I'm like, really, guys, like, yeah. really, that's a little out there. <laughs> like, and think about, you that. know, yeah. so, yeah. And I think the same thing with me is maybe it's not as like widely accepted, but this is my truth. And if you think I'm nuts, that's cool. Like, yeah, I'm cool with it. Well, you know, everybody listening doesn't think that because they're here anyways. So, but yeah, like true. I, <laughs> they believe in auras and they see them too. So it's it's all it's all good here. I I also think it's interesting how you're talking about you were going through a lot of self destructive stuff, and I and I love yeah. that you turned it into something like you transmuted it, like you transmuted yes. that like pain and and I think it, it is a purple person thing and and maybe just a person thing too on different levels where if we don't know what to do with it, we I don't know filter it through our own selves, and that you took that and you're like okay I'm, if I'm gonna feel bad I'm just gonna I'm, I'll be I'm just gonna run I'm gonna run it out I'm gonna and I um just because I've done your coaching you know with tread throne and stuff like that I've noticed that even though you keep it very okay this is you know coaching and don't jump the rails and you're like yeah, your yeah. coaching's great I always get like the subtext or at least that I don't think I'm reading into it this is me like Nancy's doing spiritual stuff you know but you could read it on any level but this yeah. but how do you incorporate this stuff that you've picked up you know like through running as a metaphor or through just being healthier through taking this energy and 
and transmuting it and getting control over your life? Like how, how, how do you merge those two worlds together? <clears throat> yeah, it's, so Treadthrill uh, is a fitness app that I own for those, those you don't know. Um, and it's all choreographed coaching. So it's done to music and it's very high energy. It's high intensity interval training. Um, and that's really the one avenue that I really have kind of branched in my like spiritual, you know, <laughs> yeah, like segues and coaching and stuff because I feel it's so easy to blend in without people thinking like, oh, she's like trying to get all like woo-woo on right. us, you know? Um, and honestly, like when someone's in that state of mind, they're so easily motivated in a spiritual way because they're at this point that like they're so uncomfortable. They're so outside their comfort zone. They're vulnerable, right? Yes. So. When you add it in, like just layer it in like a little bit, sprinkle it in a little bit, then it's like it resonates so much with them because of the exertion point that they're at in that moment. I've noticed as like a coach and also with myself because I do it. And when it comes to energy, like I think, you know, something maybe valuable for people that are listening is to me and what it's always kind of been, and it took trial and error to like learn this, but energy, regardless of whether it's negative or positive energy is, is energy. So if it's something terrible has happened to you and you have all this sadness or anger or frustration or negative energy around it, it might feel negative, but you can funnel that into any energy that you want because it's just energy, Energy. you know? So You know, I, when I was younger, I funneled a lot of like anger and frustration and hatred and sadness and, um, you know, a, sort of like a victim mentality. And mm-hmm. I funneled that into getting to like my goals and like, I don't know if you were transmuting it or manifesting or like whatever. Um, but I would just like, I mean, it was like a habit in my head. I was just, like, I hate that guy so much. I'm going to make him jealous by like looking like this or acting yeah. like it was like stupid stuff when I was little, you know, but then I just realized like I can change energy into like any, I can take anything negative energy and fuel, have that fuel me and then get something positive out of it later. You yeah, know what I mean? And I, I do. Think, yeah. I think that's really important to know because I feel like sometimes in life you get stuck in these really negative like cycles where you just feel like everything, you're just like attracting negativity or attracting like bad luck or like whatever. But really if you just like, understand that that energy is the same energy yeah you're just perceiving it a certain way but if you just you know bring it in and funnel it somewhere else you can you can funnel it into something really good or a much more positive outcome at least that's my experience yeah i like that and i like that like you create like controlled environments for your clients and stuff to have a challenge to get vulnerable to to hear some to be able to hear it And then like, okay, now you go about your day. I I think it's interesting too what you're saying because like we all have these filters and we go through, we we, we live in the same world, but we live it, we have different filters. So we're all experiencing things based on our filters. And some of the filters like we can't control, like how we look or things like that. But some of them we can, like how we're going to respond or like, okay, we're not going to be a victim today or like whatever. And and I love that you're you're saying, you know, make the choice, make the choice, you know, make the choice. And it's, it's something that I try to, it's called reality shifting. It's not my own thing. It's something that's, um, it's what you're talking about. Like you can start the day out bad and then all that's going to happen to you is more bad things are going to yep. keep like attracting it. And then you're going to make the bad choices because you're on that bad vibe. But then you can like stop, get mindful, which is super uncomfortable and then like switch yes. it around. 
But totally. it's such a habit. What do you notice with like people's with their habits of thinking? Because you deal with people's like subconscious constantly yeah. screwing them over. What? How do you tell? How do you help? Yeah, people I mean, for for my clients, some people just aren't ready. So I think that sometimes. You know, you have to have a season of, you know, sadness or you have to experience that, right? And like something has to trigger you or you have to be ready to like shift, like shift the energy, shift your reality, shift your perspective, um, you know, shift your choices that you're making. I just try to, as like a trainer, um, I just try to plant the seeds to maybe be that trigger that's going to help that person have a different perspective or just like have that aha moment where like, huh, I guess I don't have to look at it like, oh, they don't believe in me because I actually love myself and I actually believe in myself. And like, that's enough to like take me to the next step or the next level. And that's the kind of the seeds I try to plant when I'm coaching, um, because I mean, those are the things that I would do for myself when I was in that season. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I think some of it's timing and I think some of it is just, you know, putting yourself in an environment with people that can inspire that change. And whether it's a workout or it's a, I don't know, church group or a, an, an art class or anything, I think sometimes people get stuck in this, like, you know, this environment of like everyone around you is not really helping you mm-hmm. they're kind of like keeping you on that lower vibe you know so i i just ruled people out like out like i just i couldn't you know it's like i want to surround myself with people that are higher vibe than me that are yeah. going to actually lift me up right because i want to be happy and i don't want to be a debbie downer and i don't want to think the world is full of fear and hatred and like so i just eliminate like i eliminate mainstream media i eliminate people on social media that post negative stuff all the time. Like people in my life, my own like family, see ya. Like yeah. at a certain point, if you're ready to make that change and you want to have a more positive, you know, an outcome or environment, you have to be ready to kind of, you know, trim the fat or yeah. like whatever you would say. Yeah. And that's, that's a hard, that's a hard thing to do too. Like just in life and then like with yourself, I think. So you probably just get a lot of people at crossroads or transitional moments and things like that. But, yeah. um, but what I like about you is that you, uh, I don't know, this is why, you know, with you, you're always, I just feel like you wouldn't tell anybody to do anything you didn't do. So yeah. <laughs> like... I, I did this episode a couple episodes ago about imposter syndrome and I actually like just learned about it. Like I didn't, you, like, I guess it's been out there. I didn't know, you know, so I like learned about it and I'm like, oh my God. Like, and then some people are like experts or whatever. Like they have to do everything perfectly. So they're just putting on, they're putting on a front and they're not really that person. Yeah, that can be it. Yeah. But then some people have imposter syndrome, like where they shouldn't have it. Like they, they pretend like What imposter syndrome is, is if you're in a space like where people are like, oh my gosh, Nancy, we're listening to you. And we're like, what do we do? And what do I do? And what do I do now? And do you ever feel like weirded out by that or like unworthy or like, oh my gosh, like, because even the way that you express, like I try to plant seeds or I try to give the power back to them. I feel like that's your humility or something coming through. So I'm wondering if that ever... But then I I see other people who I won't name who are like out there and they're like, oh my God, you're welcome for you losing five pounds or whatever. And like, I don't see you, you know what, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like, yeah, you yeah, lost weight, I mean, tag me because I did it for you. You know, like that. I don't know. Like, I see it in my yeah. world all the time. So 
Yeah, no, totally. I don't resonate with that at all. What's <laughs> right. f- what's fulfilling for me as like a coach is simply giving someone the knowledge and the tools for them to apply to get where they want to be, whatever that is. Yeah. Like it's it's not up to me to say like what you should look like or feel like or how healthy you should be. <clears throat> it's my job to give you the tools to get where you want to be based off of your own goals. And no one got you there except for you. Mm-hmm. I just gave you the education and maybe some support to get there. But you did the work, right? So as a professional, any professional that, pro- that provides a service for someone, I would never want to rob that from one of my clients because the easy part is buying the information and buying the coaching and learning it. The hard part is applying it. And I can't apply it for you. You have to do that yourself. So when someone accomplishes something, like when you do the ab rehab and fix your pelvic floor issues, mm-hmm. kudos goes to you Yay. because you trusted you trusted me, which takes a lot for someone to do. It's a, it's a vulnerable thing, especially for my clients in the season of life that most of them are in. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's hard to trust. It's hard to um, take time for self-care. And it's hard to stick with something long enough for it to work. Um, and when my clients do that, you know, really the, the kudos should go to them, not me. Yeah. I just, that's in my opinion, I, I resonate with what you do. Like, cause I just see, and, and, but like just in my world too, like the spirit, like a lot of, um, like I, what, everything you're saying, it's like what I try to do too for people. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I can give you a reading, but like, you're the one that's got to go apply it or figure it out or like whatever. Yeah. I'm just trying to help you see yourself, the stuff that's already there, you know? And I think, um, yeah, not, and some people like the ego gets in the way, and and then and then if I don't know, like because it, it, yeah, like you said, like when you when you make the accomplishment, you have to feel proud of it so you can continue it. Like you didn't link yep. it to somebody else or whatever. Yes, it has to be yes. internal. It's not going to work if it's external. Um, yeah, and that's going to contribute to like self confidence and self love and all these things that are really important for my clients to have. And I don't. I don't know. I feel like that's just really 3D to be that kind of trainer or professional where you're just like, it's a, you're just fulfilling your own cup. It's like, no, I want to fill up their cup. That's why they're here. They need help. They need to feel better. So yeah. But I see that a lot too, like in my field and it's just like so annoying. It's just like, I see it all the time in your body by Jen. And it's like (laughs) body by Jen. Right. Her name's Megan. She's the client. You know what I mean? Like, right. what does that even mean? <laughs> like, there's, so this, there's this boutique fitness place around here that's local. And the woman, I mean, she just thinks she's, I don't know, the next, I don't know, give me a, I don't know, like... Tracy Anderson. Thank you. Yeah, her. I don't even know their names of her. And, but, like, she's just local, you know, but, like, anybody on my Facebook group that's, like... I don't know, like, yay, I have a bicep. And she'll, like, she's immediately in the comments, like, you're welcome. <laughs> it's just like, and it's like, uh, but that's why you're not going to level yuck. up. Like, don't you want to level up? You know what I mean? Like, don't you want to help more people or do you need the attention? Yep. You know? And I think, like, that's another thing. Like, when you, if you want to level up, your ego has got to get, like, pushed down, which I don't think yeah. a lot of people understand. Like, if you want to raise up, the ego is going to get, like, beat the crap out of because like when you were going through all like your spiritual transformation and you're like okay I'm gonna quit and I'm gonna go into this like where was your ego at that point was it kind of shattered on the floor 
totally. Like, yeah. It was like an ego. I mean, I've had so many ego deaths, oh, but that was yeah. a big one. That was a really big one because I had envisioned this, like I lived in New York City and I was a buyer for like Nordstrom and I was like doing all this like fashion week stuff and like, or I was like an interior designer, like designing these celebrity homes. Like, so it's just really low vibe, like looking back on it. But you know, once you lose all that, I mean, I, okay. Back then it was so hard for me to swallow the fact that I had just spent four years getting a bachelor's degree that I owed 60 grand on student <laughs> loans yeah. when I was going in to be a personal trainer. That's really where I started that I could literally have done when I was 16 without a high school degree. I mean, that's like hard on the ego, right? Because you think that like, oh, I have this college education and I need to like have this certain whatever. I Googled it like the average salary for a personal trainer when I started. And it was like $19,000 a a year. Yeah. And I was just like, I have to do it. Like I felt so called after that experience. Well, I was like, well, F it. Like, I guess I'll bartend on the weekends. Like, I don't know. Like I have to do this though. So it it wasn't like about the money. Yeah. It was a leap of faith. And I just like, I'm just going to figure it out as I go. And I'm going to make a living eventually doing this. And you know, here and, we are. Yeah. And deal with everyone's like perceptions of it at the time. But now, yeah. now you, now you and your husband work together. This is like yes. a totally wonderful, big, huge, successful thing that you've grown um, all yourself. You're a self-proclaimed workaholic. That's your yellow. Yes. And yeah. <laughs> so true. Your yellow just like keeps you up at night. Like you're not done yet. And <laughs> all that you're probably always coming up with ideas and thinking and yep. all the time. Um, I always say like yellow purples. I just feel like they have it the hardest in terms of not being able to relax. Like, I feel like it's just the war, the battle all day long, but they get stuff done, but you guys never pat yourselves on the back about it at all. Yeah. I'm the kind of person where it's like, I'll set this goal. I'm like, I want to hit like this many clients or this whatever, you know, and then I hit it. And then I don't even say like, great job. Like, let's celebrate. I'm just like, okay, now I want to do this. And I just move the bar higher. And right. that's been my life for the last 16 years. So it's working, but um, it works. <laughs> all right. We have to talk about these ghosts. All right. I need to hear. All right. I only have, I saw a ghost, my first ghost I saw when I was eight. How old were you? Would you say? I had some experiences when I was really young that, but they were more like energy balls, like floating around the house. Um, but like actual, like looked like a translucent human being. Um, the first time that happened, I was 20 after my dad died. Wow. Do you feel like after he passed, you had a closer bond with the other side? Oh yeah. I started, I became like obsessed with reading near death experience books Mm -hmm. and that totally shattered. I grew up Lutheran. I was raised Lutheran, um, like every Sunday in Sunday school in church, Bible school. I mean, confirmation, first communion. I did it all. Like that was how I grew up. And I had a lot of questions that like never really got answered. Like mm-hmm. I asked like these questions and like, you know, pastors like, you know, you know, trust, trust in whatever. Like, I'm like, that's well, a lot, I'm Nancy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but things started making so much sense when I started reading these near death experience books. I'm like, this, exi- this resonates. Right. This finally this is starting to resonate with like, I know, it just cracks me up. I know it just cause I, yes, keep going. I get it though. Yes. Yeah. So I became obsessed with that. And then after he died, I was like, I want to see mediums to try to like connect with him. Mm -hmm. Um, And then 
then they would start bringing up other stuff. And then I became intrigued. And it was just a snowball effect that I just kept going and going and going. Um, so yeah, I just really dove deep. And it would go in like waves. I'd be like really into it for five years. And I'd back off for like a year. And then I'd be really into it. And then I would back off. And um, yeah, I mean, over the years, I've done you know all kinds of stuff. Tons of readings. I've seen you for readings. I've done hypnosis, past life regressions, all kinds, all kinds of stuff. And it like, now you're naturally intuitive. I hear that a lot too with a lot of purple people. Like they just, from a very young age, it's like, I know there's more and you're not talking about it. Like that kind of just feeling yes. or whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So like, so when you were 20, what, after your dad passed and you saw your first ghost, like, what did you see? Like what, what was the so scenario? So it was him, which is oh my gosh. like crazy. That's. That's pretty intense. It was basically, yeah. So I was dating this guy, Jared, at WVU, and I was at his house, um, West Virginia University. I did my undergrad. It was about a year after my dad passed away. I was over his house on like a Wednesday night. We were watching a movie, not a scary movie, just some, you know, something on TV. I was sitting on the couch. He was sitting on the couch, and there was a big, a big bay window that went out to the front yard. Um, to the right of the TV. So the TV was like in the corner and then there was a bay window to the right of it and it was open. The blinds were up and it was at night, like nine, 10 o'clock at night. So it was dark outside. And I, you know, ha- I wasn't thinking about my dad a lot. I wasn't really yeah. missing him at that point. It had been a while. I had, you know, I had been distracted myself with other things and it wasn't like I was like, obsessing over him in any way, which is one of the reasons why I don't think it was like my mind playing tricks on me because Mm -hmm. I hadn't been thinking about him. I hadn't been talking about him. I hadn't been dreaming about him. I mean, nothing, you know, and out of like nowhere, I see someone walking up on the front lawn and out of like the corner of my eye because I'm watching the TV. And then I look over out of the bay window and my dad is standing there on the front lawn. Oh my God. Like translucent, but like very clearly in human form with a hat on, I, just in a, you know, a typical outfit that he would have worn. And he wasn't sad. He wasn't mad. He was literally just watching me. Wow. And so I got that he had been traveling around and, you know, living, you know, he was still like, on this plane or Mm -hmm. dimension or on earth, but just kind of like visiting and taking things in before he was leaving. And yeah, this moment was like the last moment because he was leaving. How did you feel? Did you feel good, sad, just neutral? Like I, I was so scared. Mm. Like I like screamed basically and I like jumped up and I started screaming like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And like Jared, this guy I was dating, he was like an asshole, honestly. Mm -hmm. And he, he was like, like, he was like, what's going on? I'm like, my dad, my dad is on the lawn. Like my dad is on the lawn. He's outside. And I was like freaking out, like freaking out. I was like pacing back and forth. And I was like, And he just like blew me up. He was like, oh, you're just making things up. You know, the typical response that you get from people that like are non-believers, you know? Yeah, but like... (laughs) Like, I'm not making this up. I'm like, he was out there. He was out there, Jared. And, you know, he just was like, okay, let's just calm down. And I went to the kitchen and I started like freaking out. Like, (laughs) it took me a long time to get settled. And it has stuck with me. I mean, that was 15 years ago. It has stuck with me. 
I can remember the exact moment, That's exactly amazing. what I felt, exactly what if, you know, what, what communication, nonverbal communication happened. Yeah. That's important. How he looked, you yeah. know, it was a very real experience. And there's been other experiences where you like, you think you see something, but you're not really sure. And you're just like, ah, probably was, you know, a reflection or something. This was not that. Like this was one hundred percent. Of course, ago. yeah, and it's different than like an orb, like you said, like you saw him. Yeah. Wow, and I think it's in so, a lot of detail. Yeah, so that, and then the, that you remember your specific emotional response, and then also the nonverbal communication, like all those things, is like that's like a spirit encounter. Like you absolutely yep. had that moment. I just think like somewhere, somewhere, somehow, Jared has an, an alternate version of this story about yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you this story about Nancy Anderson. Um, yeah. In his wonderful life. I'm sure he's not living. Um, I, my parents live in, it's just interesting what you say. I hope this is okay to talk about. It. It's a little sensitive um, with suicide. No, but, okay. Yeah. Because my parents um, live in a house where the previous owners and she, we know them, um, their son, their, I don't know. 20-ish year old son killed himself in the basement and Mm -hmm. my sister is younger than me and she doesn't do work like this but she actually sees dead people as if they're still alive it's it's a different gift than than i have like she can actually Mm -hmm. see them she doesn't really get message but she sees them and she knows they're does that make sense they look like people there and then the way that when i'm the way that i deal with um mediumship is that i sense them and see them in my third eye so i don't i very rarely i've actually seen them with my physical eyes okay so what's interesting what you just said is that your dad was like kind of taking time and wandering and stuff like that i see that a lot just i mean if you believe me like in my own mediumship with people who've who've committed suicide that it's Mm -hmm. a choice to cross over because the kid the 20 year old who lives in my, he's still there. Like he's because he wants to be because he was comfortable there and he needs time. And he liked the basement. It was like a nice, you know, that was his space. And when he wants to go, he'll go. Cause my sister always sees him down there. And every time I visit, I, I sense him and I smell things Mm -hmm. and stuff. And it's just, so I just feel like, I wonder if that, you know, we don't know everything, but I do feel like, yeah, it's a choice to cross over um, to what's next. Yeah, and I don't really think that like time as we see it, like, wow, like why would he want to be in the basement for 20 years or whatever? Yeah. But, you know, in outside of, you know, this reality, does time really even exist? Right. I mean, who knows what time really is? So, you know, it's easy to say, well, there's just no way they would be stuck down there for that long. But really to them, it might not be long at all. Yeah, and he's not upset. He's a happy energy. It's not scary or anything. It's not even creepy. He's just chill and he just wants to be kind of chill. It's just a chill feeling. And uh, yeah. for us, we're just like, oh, yeah, it's cool. Like we don't like that's his place. It's all right. Um, you work with your husband and he's a green. So how does yeah. that work? <laughs> a lot of um, marriage counseling. <laughs> No, you two are so um, cute together. You do all your TikToks. He's such yeah. a good sport. Like he's like so he's a funny. great sport. I he love- is a great sport. And I'm always like Max. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like we. I want to make this like TikTok with you, and it basically is like a TikTok making fun of him. You know, 
And I'm like, do you, people, sometimes people get like pissed and they'll like write me like, you're so mean to your husband. I can't believe you like, you know, play jokes on him like this or whatever. And sometimes I'll tell Max and he's like, yeah, he's like, I'm, I'm crying all the way to the bank over it, you know, cause like he gets it. Like it's part of like what we do as part of like the branding and like yeah. getting to know us as like content creators and entrepreneurs and stuff. But, you know, he, so he was in commercial real estate before he came on board with working for me. I just got so busy, kind of probably similar to you and Scott. Like I just got so busy. I really needed someone to come on board that I could really trust because it's really, I mean, you have access to like so much, you know, and, um, it can make or break your business if you have a good partner, a not good partner. So I really need, I really thought he was a good candidate because he just really complimented my skill set. So I asked him to come on board and to quit his job and he basically did. So now we run it together and, um, yeah, we work full time together and it, yeah, it's not easy. Um, given a purple and a green, I mean, I don't know. It's been, it's definitely difficult and, also amazing at the same time. So it's just, you know, this balance where you have to really work on communication styles because I'm so intuitive that like I say a lot of things and make a lot of business decisions based off my intuition, purely intuition. And he does not resonate with that. He wants logical reasons. (laughs) He wants systems. He wants to know like, what evidence do I have to prove that this is the right decision to make? And I don't really have any, Max. Right. I'm just telling you, in here, inside here, it's saying that we need to do this. So let's do that. Right. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, most of the time I am, you know, sometimes I'm wrong, but most of the time I actually, I'm on to something, you yeah. know? So it's been learning for both of us to like, how do I, you know play on both sides of the fence here, the green fence and the purple fence, you know, honor who I am and my intuition while also, you know, making things make sense from a business standpoint, uh, you know, of money and risk and all this other stuff. So it's, um, it's fun and challenging and, you know, we just try to do our best, you know, you know, like, I think that's, I always joke with Scott, we need it. We need to make it an MMF relationship or something. Like I just need a green or whatever, an MFF. I don't know. I don't know if I'd be into that, but I need a green person here. I just need somebody green who can do tech. Cause that's like, Scott's really good, like with the business and like, he's good with like, um, like I trust him and, and all that yeah. kind of stuff you're talking about. Yeah. Like I can just be like, here, just do this. I can't deal and he'll do it and all that. But none of us know how to like make anything look good or, you know, make something wrong. And like, I remember when we first were in contact, you're like, oh, you know, that's when like Treadthrill was kind of coming up and like Max built it. I'm like, who builds an app? Like that. Yeah. And you're like, oh, he did it. He stayed up all night one night. I'm like, that is so flipping cool. And so yeah. like how a green person shows their love. You know what I mean? Like he, that he believes in you and he believes in your idea and he's going to give all of his time and energy and brain to it. I thought that was like, so so romantic in a green person way. Yeah, that's <laughs> definitely his love language is, you know, I like... And I will throw stuff over the fence to him all the time like that because I do not have time for that-ish. Yeah. Like, I, it's just so draining to me. I want nothing to do with that side, like, of the business. So I just, like, I toss it over to him and I'm like, hey, I need you to build, like, build something like this or, like, make this course. And then when it's ready for the content, then you come to me and then I will make it look great and yeah. have all the copy and stuff. But yeah, I mean, really, we just play, try to play each other's strengths because I don't know, 
I wouldn't be able to do it without him. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people think that he's like my like side chick in the business. You know, it's like he's like my assist- assistant or something. Oh, that's funny. No. Like, dude, no. Yeah. Like, he's building the platforms that I put products on that mm-hmm. we sell. Like, he is like, if we ever had to get divorced or whatever, he deserves <laughs> half of it. He oh. deserves, I'll say it right now. Yeah. Like, he fully deserves it because it's so much work and the tech part of it, it when you're running a digital business oh is gosh. huge. So yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, he's such, he's so good at that stuff. I yeah. don't know. I think about you guys a lot because this is our first year Scott and my working together. Like, because he stopped teaching and they're like, hey, we're going to do it together. We can do it together. We, we can pull it off now. And uh, I'm just like, well, Nancy and Max have been doing this. So I have to ask her. How. But yeah, I've noticed that too, like communication. Like, okay, instead of me just, I don't know, having my moment, I'm going to speak very vulnerably to you. This is how I'm doing. This is how I'm feeling. This is where I'm going. You decide. Da, da, da. Like it's almost like over the top self, yeah. self-explanation. self That's what I find myself doing a lot so that nothing's misinterpreted or I don't know. That's smart because I don't actually do that. <laughs> I ha- didn't do that in the past and it definitely causes a lot of issues because... Yeah. It's just a poor communication. I'm communicating how I want to communicate. He's communicating. And we're just missing each other, you know? Yeah, that can happen. So then I'm taking something wrong, but like he means it in a different way. Yeah. So that's something that we actually really been working on the past like couple years is just to communicate in the way that like he needs to be communicated to and vice versa. Yeah. So to keep our communication channels like clear. Yeah. Um, is it when you're running businesses together, you can really interrupt productivity when there's a communication issue between the partners. That's so smart. You just said it so smartly. Like, I'm just like, <laughs> that's so true though. And you're really a perfectionist is, yeah. and he's a perfectionist in his own way, but you have different views of what perfection probably is. So it's kind of like, oh, like that can, that can it be is, interesting. Yeah. Um, Okay, Nancy, thank you so much for coming out. Where do we find you? Um, you can find me at nancyandersonfit.com. You can also find me... Well, yeah, if you just search nancyandersonfit.com, you'll see all my stuff pretty much pop up. But I'm also on Instagram at nancyandersonfit as well. Thank you so much again. And I have to just one more time say, and this is this is just like, I tell anybody I can, because when I say life-changing, like you're at rehab, and I was, I want to say four years postpartum, and it worked. And it like, I don't know, like I always go back to it, you know? So it's just something that like I get emotional talking about it even because I I don't know if you, I'm sure you hear this all the time, but it's like my own testimonial. Like sometimes like you just live with something, which was me with like my, I don't even know, like I, I couldn't like running or jumping or sneezing, you know, or getting up in the middle of the night to pee like all the time after the second baby who was like way too big for me. And God bless her. And she was healthy. So I feel grateful and all that, but still. And then, yeah. So I was just like, okay, whatever. I guess this is my life. And then I'm like, oh, I guess I'll just try her program. We'll see how that. And I'm like, oh my God. Like within a few weeks, I'm like, oh my God, I slept through the night without getting up three times. Like what, what is this? And it was just crazy. And I just felt very grateful to you for putting it out there. Well, thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you for trusting us. And really, I mean, a lot of times I run a lot of social media ads and we do a lot of marketing and stuff. And, you know, a lot of times people will comment on ads or whatever and say stuff like, you know, oh, it's not about like having abs again or like looking a certain way. And that's really not my goal. My goal really is to provide healing and a quality of life for moms. And I want them to feel like they're thriving. And no one is thriving if you can't 
fully control your bowels. No one is thriving if you're having extreme pain with sex. No one is thriving if your back hurts all the time Mm -hmm. or you don't feel good when you look in the mirror or when you put on clothes and you're just really unhappy with your body, you know? And everyone's goals are different. Sometimes they want to look a certain way. Sometimes they want to feel a certain way. Some want to function a certain way. But whatever that is, that mom or woman should have affordable tools to be able to heal and they should be have... Uh, experts that are accessible to them. And Mm -hmm. that is, that is the problem I am trying to solve. Um, so it means so much when people like have testimonials like you do, because it's really not about looking in the mirror, like sure for some, but most of the time it's about exactly what you are saying is improving quality of life. And a lot of times women don't know that it's not normal and don't know that it can be fixed. And that's part of what we want to do is raise awareness of the fact that like, hey, these are very common issues. They're not normal. It's dysfunction. It can be fixed pretty simply and pretty quickly with the right tools and having access to experts. So yeah. Yeah. It didn't even take that long really for me to start seeing results. Um, Well, thank you. Thank you for being a light worker that you are for putting that all in us. And I appreciate you. And thank you so much, Mystic Michaela Spiritual Family. Go check out Nancy Anderson on her Instagram. Um, And thank you. This podcast is for you and about you. And you all take care. If you want to be the most interesting person at the cocktail party, well, hop on over and listen to the Brain Candy Podcast. Our award-winning content will have you laughing while you're learning. We read all the best articles, books, and studies and keep up with new TV shows, documentaries, and pop culture. And then we cram it all into two shows a week. Conspiracy theories, cannibal rabbits, unsolved mysteries, the history of the Walkman. There's something for everyone. The Brain Candy Podcast. Find our link in the show notes or simply search for the brain candy podcast on your podcast app